the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. When a a person turns from their sins and their wicked ways and forsakes them and then turns to God for forgiveness, God says, I will abundantly pardon that person and accept them. And it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. And it doesn't matter how long you've done it for. If you forsake your sin and turn to Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive you of your sins, he will forgive you of your sins. But you have to turn. There has to be repentance. Forgiven. Accepted. Jesus fulfills this when you turn from your sins. Pastor Dan will talk today about lips that honor God with words, about ears that are willing to listen, and about a heart that loves. How are your lips, ears, heart? He also speaks about Paul encouraging Timothy to be ready anytime to teach the people. Sadly, there will come a time when truth isn't desired. When this happens, you can be assured there will be consequences. Don't be led astray. Hold fast to the teachings of the Bible. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 44, with today's edition of Ring of Truth. When you brought in foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and uncircumcised in flesh, to be in my sanctuary, to defile it, my house, and when you offered my food, the fat and the blood, then they broke my covenant because of all your abominations, and you have not kept charge of my holy things, but you have set others to keep charge over my sanctuary for you. Thus says the Lord God, no foreigner circumcised and uncircumcised in heart or uncircumcised in flesh shall enter my sanctuary, including any foreigner who is among the children of Israel. What God does here is he brings up the sins and the abominations the house of Israel committed previously that caused God to depart and leave. And God says, essentially, the sins and abominations you committed in the past must not be repeated if you want to enter my temple in the future. The Bible has a word for this. Repentance. Repentance. Who may enter in the house of the Lord in the kingdom age? Those who have repented of their past sins. Those who have turned away from their sins. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13 says, Whoever confesses and forsakes their sin will have mercy. Whoever confesses and forsakes, turns away from. Isaiah 55, 7 says, Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God 
for he will abundantly pardon. That's talking about repentance. Turn from your ways. Turn from, change your ways. When a a person turns from their sins and their wicked ways and forsakes them and then turns to God for forgiveness, God says, I will abundantly pardon that person and accept them. And it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. And it doesn't matter how long you've done it for. If you forsake your sin and turn to Jesus Christ and ask him to forgive you of your sins, he will forgive you of your sins. But you have to turn. There has to be repentance. There has to be a turning away to be accepted by God. In John chapter 8, there's the story of the woman who is caught in the act of adultery. And do you remember what Jesus said to her? He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He didn't just say, go, or go enjoy the rest of your life. He said, go and sin no more. Forsake your sin. He calls her to repentance. Go and sin no more. And notice in verse 9 here, the Lord said, the uncircumcised in heart may not enter my sanctuary. Who, who can enter in? Those with a circumcised heart heart. Circumcising the heart is another way of describing repentance. The idea of circumcising the heart is that there must be a cutting away in the heart of sinfulness and rebellion so that you can love God with all of your heart. So that your heart is not divided. So that your heart can be fully devoted to Jesus Christ and doing his will. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6 says, The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live so that you may love him with all your heart. Someone with a circumcised heart is sincere about removing sin and being devoted to the Lord. And here the Lord says, to enter my temple, to come into my presence, you've got to have a circumcised heart. You've got to circumcise your heart. You know, the the Bible mentions three parts of the body that need to be circumcised, spiritually speaking. The heart, the lips, and the ears. The heart needs to be circumcised so our heart can be devoted to God and not divide it. Our lips need to be circumcised so that we can honor God with our words. Remember James talks about out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. You know, sweet water and bitter water. And James says these things shouldn't be so. And so we need to circumcise our lips so that the words of our mouth may be acceptable to God, and our ears need to be circumcised. Jeremiah 6.10 says, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Indeed, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot give heed. Behold, the word of the Lord is a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. An uncircumcised ear doesn't listen to the word of God and is offended by the word of God. A circumcised ear listens to the Word of God, delights in the Word of God, loves the Word of God, desires to hear 
the word of God. And so we need our hearts, our lips, and our ears circumcised. Our hearts so we can be fully devoted. Our ears so we can hear the word of the Lord and obey. And our lips so we can speak life to others. That brings us now to verse 10. Now watch what it says here. And the Levites who went far from me, when Israel went astray, who strayed away from me after their idols, they shall bear their iniquity. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary as gatekeepers of the house and ministers of the house. They shall slay the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before them to minister to them. You should note that in verse 11. Because they ministered to them before their idols and caused the house of Israel to fall into iniquity. Therefore, I have raised my hand and an oath against them, says the Lord God, that they shall bear their iniquity and they shall not come near me to minister to me as priest, nor come near any of my holy things, nor into the most holy place, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations, which they have committed. Nevertheless, I will make them keep charge of the temple for all its work and for all that has to be done in it. Now, the Levites, as you probably know, they served in the temple. But he mentions here in verse 10 that the Levites have gone far from me. In Ezekiel's day, they did. I remember back in chapter 34 in Ezekiel, Ezekiel, the Lord had this rebuke of the shepherds of Israel, the leaders of Israel, the religious leaders. The Levites in Ezekiel's day had gone astray, and they led the congregation of Israel astray into idolatry. And the Apostle Paul tells us that this will be one of the marks of the last days. As we come to the end of the church age, the Apostle Paul tells us that pastors and leaders of churches will go astray and lead their congregations, lead their flocks astray, away from the Word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, just listen to what Paul says to Timothy. Now, Timothy is a young pastor of a church in Ephesus. And Paul says to him in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like he's saying, with God and Jesus Christ as my witness to this charge to you, uh, Timothy, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. And Timothy, let me remind you, there's going to be a judgment. Preach the word. This is his charge to Timothy the pastor. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. 
Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. But you, Timothy, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and you fulfill your ministry. Paul charges Timothy to be faithful, to preach the word, he says, in season and out of season, when it's popular, when it's unpopular. He says, for the time will come when people will no longer endure sound teaching of the word, but will start teaching what the people want to hear. They're itching ears. They'll tickle their ears. They'll tell the people. They'll start teaching in the churches, in the pulpits, what people want to hear, and he says, and they will turn away from the truth, the truth of God's word, and they will turn to myths. They will turn to fables. They'll start teaching things that aren't really true. And Paul says, Timothy, the time will come when this will happen, and I would say to you, the time has come when this has happened. It is happening. You know, most of you know, if you go to our church regularly, we've had a large influx of people on Sunday mornings, new people showing up at the church, just since the pandemic has started. The thing that I hear almost every week, almost every week, I hear two things. One, our church isn't open. We just want to go to church somewhere. We just want to worship in a church And our church isn't open. I've had people say to me, why isn't my church open? Now, churches are allowed to be open. But the vast majority of churches are not open right now. I heard recently that only 30% of churches in the United States are open right now. So that's one thing I hear. Churches are, my church is not open. We just want to go to church somewhere. The second thing I hear from people almost every week is, last summer our church stopped teaching the Bible. And they never went back to the Bible. I hear that almost every Sunday from new people. It used to be occasionally you'd hear somebody say something like that. Well, we kind of went this different direction and the pastor went a different direction. I'm hearing it almost every Sunday now with new people coming in saying, our church, our church has gone a different direction. They're not teaching the Bible anymore. And I have people every week saying, thank you for just teaching the Bible. But thank you for being open, and thank you for teaching the Bible. And Paul tells Timothy that there's going to come a day where they're going to turn away from the truth of God's word and just start teaching fables and start teaching myths. I, I, I would say the time has come when those things are happening. And there's a lot more I could say about that. But the Levites in Ezekiel's day, They went astray into idolatry. 
But the Levites, I want you to see this and note this, the Levites are not disqualified completely from ministry because of their sin. They're not out. Romans chapter 11 says the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. They still get to serve and minister, but their ministry is limited. It's limited. You know, when we sin, there is forgiveness through Jesus Christ, but that sin can have lasting consequences. Yes, there's forgiveness. Yes, the blood of Jesus Christ washes away all of our sins, but your sin can limit you in the future. For the Levites, they're not disqualified, but their consequence for going astray from the Lord and leading the congregation of Israel astray, their consequence is during the kingdom age, the Levites will do the menial tasks in the temple, including serving as gatekeepers and caretakers. And it says slaying you know, the animal sacrifices for the people. And verse 11, the end of verse 11, they'll stand before the people to minister to them. Serving, listen, listen, serving the people and ministering to the people is part of their consequence. (laughs) It's part of their punishment, if you will, for their iniquity. And you might be thinking, "I, I don't get it. How is that possibly a consequence? Well, in contrast to the sons of Zadok, in verse 15, look at verse 15. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me, They shall come near me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer to me the fat and the blood, says the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall come near my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. The sons of Zadok did not go astray. They remained faithful to the Lord, faithful to his commands, even while everyone else was going astray. That means it's possible to stay faithful to the Lord even when everyone else is not. And because of their faithfulness, the sons of Zadok, they get to stand before the Lord God and minister to him. The Levites who went astray, they have to stand before the people and minister to the people. The sons of Zadok who were faithful to the Lord, they get to stand before the Lord and minister to the Lord. Standing before people and ministering to them is... Punishment compared to standing before the Lord and ministering to the Lord. You know what this shows us? This shows us that our ministry to the Lord is much more valuable than our ministry for the Lord. Our ministry to the Lord is much more valuable than our ministry for the Lord. Our ministry to the Lord should take priority over our ministry for the Lord. And what does it mean to minister to the Lord? It means simply to spend time with the Lord. Just to be with Him in prayer and worship and reading your Bible and just spending time with the Lord and ministering to Him. That's more important than anything you do for the Lord. If you remember the New Testament and the Gospel of Luke, the story of Martha and Mary, and they have this big dinner party, and Martha was running around trying to serve everyone at the dinner. And it says of Martha that she was distracted with much serving. Serving sometimes can distract us from the one we serve, Jesus Christ. 
And while Martha was trying to serve everyone, remember Mary, she just sat down at the feet of Jesus and just listened to what he was saying. And Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better. It's better to sit before the Lord than to serve the Lord. Now, I say that and don't like don't everybody quit serving uh, in our children's ministry and stuff. Like, I don't want everybody to say, hey, I'm not going to I'm done I'm quitting. No, I mean, there's a balance there, but. The priority should be sitting before the Lord and ministering to the Lord, not ministering for the Lord. In the kingdom age, the sons of Zadok, they will have the better thing. They will stand before the Lord and serve him instead of serving the people like the rest of the Levites. Verse 17 says, And it shall be, whenever they enter the gates of the inner court, that they shall put on Linen garments, no wool shall come upon them while they minister within the gates of the inner court or within the house. They shall have linen turbans on their heads and linen trousers on their bodies. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. This is real practical stuff about ministry. The sons of Zadok were to wear linen as they ministered To the Lord. They were not to wear anything that might make them sweat while ministering. Ministry is supposed to be a blessing, not a burden. It's to be a blessing, not a burden. We we shouldn't be working up a sweat trying to make things happen in our own strength, in our own ability, striving in our flesh. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, we, when we used to have bulletins before the pandemic and we handed out bulletins to people, we always had Zechariah 4.6 printed on our bulletin from the very first Sunday of our church. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We don't serve the Lord in our own might or our own power or our own strength or our own resources. We're stressed out and exhausted and drained all the time physically and mentally. Ministering should be a work of the Spirit and life-giving, not sweat-inducing, but life-giving. He tells them in verse 19, the sons of Zadok, when they go out to the outer court, to the outer court of the people where the people are, they shall take off their garments in which they have ministered. When they, the garments they wore when they went into the presence of the Lord in the Holy of Holies. As they come out to go out to the court where all the people are, they're to take those garments off and leave them in the holy chambers and put on other garments. And in their holy garments, they shall not sanctify the people. We talked about this last week. The sons of Zadok were to take off their priest's garments when they went out of the sanctuary and were among the people, which speaks of Humility. You know, there's a Pharisee in each one of us that wants people to notice how spiritual we are. And we want people to be impressed by us and how spiritual we are. And sometimes people will advertise their spirituality and they package it in in something that sounds spiritual, but really they're just trying to impress you with how spiritual they are. So they'll say things like, you know, I get up each morning at 4 o'clock in the morning and pray. And this morning at 4 in the morning when I was praying, uh, the Lord showed me. And what are you doing? You're sitting there thinking, you get up at 4 in the morning every day to pray? I can do that for like two days and that's it. 
You're doing it every day? You're so spiritual. <laughs> he asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Ezekiel. The Israelites had a difficult time trusting God, especially when things didn't go their way. But despite their wavering faith, God's faithfulness never wavered. He even sent someone like Ezekiel to speak not only truth, but hope. God had something much greater for the Israelites, and He has something much greater for you, too. If today's message with Pastor Dan on Ring of Truth has touched you, and you'd like to know more about how God can change your life, we'd love to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. And we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions, service times, and what you can expect when you join us. We want to say thank you for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the Bible when you tune in next time right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone and It's true.